we're going to talk about what's the greatest currency to have. I don't think just in business, but in life. But also, by doing this, by following the system, what heartaches, heartbreaks, mishaps are you going to have to be prepared for? Because they will happen. And poof, I wish someone told me about this part of this idea or concept before I felt it. Because for someone like me, it made my blood boil and my heart break. And that's never a good combination for someone like me because it makes me want to do dumb things. So let's get it. Going to get a little raw and real today. Someone's going to say, when don't you? And that's a good question. So let's get it. Unleash Hustle Podcast brought to you by Unleash You Now and hosted by yours truly, Michael Faber. Let's grow. Society is on the back of creators and entrepreneurs. They're the ones that are going to save the world, change the world, and leave it better than they found it. They're willing to risk it all to impact and carve out their piece. Like, who wouldn't love that? But they're being lied to. They're made to believe they need to buy this software, invest in this list, create this site. And they are out before it even started because they're worried about the wrong thing. That's the point of this podcast. To prove that that's not the case because you don't need to because we didn't and we made it. All right. So. All right. All right. All right. The I try anything I can to say so. And I said it after all right, but the, we were having this little team conversation last night, right? And, uh, and, and there's like different levels to team stuff, but it was like the core of the team. We were sitting together, we were talking and, uh, one, one of the team members was frustrated. They were frustrated because they know some of the things we've done. They know the results we've gotten people. And then uh, the actions of people, and you're like, come on, right? Like, but when re- when you deal with relationship currency, right? It's like one of the things people say all the time is like, who do you know? And that's not even important, right? Like, they're wrong, right? Like, I don't like to say people are wrong often, but it's not who you know. Like, I know people, I know people that don't know me, right? Like, I have been around, talked to, met, handshake, sat at the same table as Dan Fleischman multiple times, and he probably does not. If you said, hey, uh, you know Michael Faber? He'd probably be like, who? Now, he might recognize if he sees me because my beard, but that's not like knowing me, right? But I would say, yeah, I know him, right? And um, I've been in the same conversation in small group conversation. I sat in a, a I, I've had multiple conversations with Cole Hatter, who runs Thrive. Um, me, him, and, and Todd, uh, where Lopez was, were sitting or standing around the pool talking about the fundamentals of marketing and business. Right. And I bet if you talk to them, they forget I was there. <laughs> right. And it's okay because the idea is, well, I haven't done enough to build that relationship yet to have that as relationship currency is the most important card because it's not who do you know? It's who knows you. If they know you, it matters. If you know them, it, it might not matter. Right. So relationship currency for business is the greatest step I tell people. The more relationships you build, the more your business can survive. Right? Remember that. The more relationships you build, the more your business can survive. Because sometimes it's going to be the relationships you form that are going to, especially at the beginning, and you don't want to spend a ton of money on uh, ads. One of the things we did really when we focused on the organic side of things because we wanted to prove the saying, whoever can spend the most wins. Which, by the way, um, <clears throat> there's this amazing thing going on in the marketing world where, like, everybody's copying, like, Dan Kennedy. And then uh, 
like the the line of people that are just like regurgitating what he says to people and then making fun of people that regurgitate what people say is is becoming outlandishly long like outlandishly long so and that's disappointing as well in the space but one thing's a lot of people will tell you and and I I 100% agree with is relationships are the key to this thing because you might sell a client you might sell a customer or a prospect that time, but if you don't build a relationship with him or her, you're not going to have them as a repeat business. And the amateur is worried about the first sale. The walking someone through the ascension is huge with your company. And I don't want to get too nerdy on what does that look like and how do you do that. And, but that that's extremely important is to be able to walk someone and have someone not as a one-time customer or client. The one-time sale is for the person that's going to fail. Right, so <clears throat> walking them through the journey and bringing them with you and ascending them into your thing is huge, and the only way that happens is by relationship currency. But here's the thing that's going to happen in relationship currency, and this isn't. So this is why we were having this conversation. This is why I'm talking about this today on the show or on the podcast is because I had to stop and be like, "Yo, take a step back." Right, like, and we're acting like this is a business thing, but this is a person thing. Right, and and why I said that was I'll tell a story from, I'll tell a story from the past, and then I'll bring up the story from the business kind of. Story from the past is, I um, I was I was I I was a basketball coach for a, a, a long period of time, almost twenty years. Right, <clears throat> and I worked all the way from like YMCA youth basketball, all the way up to college assistant basketball coach. And I did most of the defensive work for, for a college that doesn't exist anymore, Wesley College. And uh, working like working your way up like that, like literally grinding, because I didn't have a bunch of friends. I moved uh, where I lived. I moved so the people I did know in the sport weren't there. Um, to use my connections to get a gig, I would have to drive like four hours to coach, and that was a little crazy. So I couldn't use relationship currency. I had to go build it while also building a resume to be able to say, hey, I deserve a shot. And uh, I'll, I'll forever be thankful for some people because some people gave me a shot. I mean, when theoretically, they shouldn't, right? It was like, worship prep gave me a shot. Theoretically, they shouldn't, right? Like, all I had was a good YMCA coaching record, which is silly. The uh, But it's all I had, right? Like, that's the only opportunity I was given. Someone, when they first met me, said that style of basketball won't work here. They were like talking about like northern basketball won't work here. And I was like, I don't know what that means. Do you guys play on a different size hoop? All right. But anyway, so <clears throat> I work from uh, worship prep who wasn't really a basketball school, didn't really care about basketball. I think we lost like four games in two years to getting a shot at another school I probably didn't deserve was Campus Community High School. I got a varsity opportunity, co- head coaching varsity. All right. And I know you're like, but, but in coaching world, when you can, when you make those steps from like head, head coach, middle school, like head coach, YMCA, head coach, middle school, head coach, JV, head coach, varsity in like a three year span. Um, it's, I was making moves. I was making moves, right? I was grinding. But so now I'm a head coach of a, of a high school team in the first year. We're miserable, right? But after every year after that, we didn't have a losing record, right? We made the state tournament multiple times, and they didn't make the state tournament in any other sport ever, right? So it was, it was what we were doing was different and hadn't been done there ever in any sport. And it was dope. It was good to see. But then they, they were closing the high school down because of, <laughs> funny, they were closing. I lost that job because of Wesley College. Uh, they made uh, Campus Community move their lower school out of 
their building and campus community said there was more money in lower middle school so they canceled the high school and made it a lower middle school and uh but at that time um an opportunity came up at a, a bigger public school that was fell on hard times for basketball and i got that opportunity now i will say that was thank you for the opportunity but i earned it too right because by that point i already showed that i could have a winning record i had a winning record for uh five out of the last six years they haven't had a winning record in the last six years right so they're like hold up this dude might do it and then we go there they never win and we never have a losing season in the three years i'm there right and listen this isn't like toot my horn i'm a great coach right no this is like when you have when you have philosophy when you have a foundation when you have an equation and you stick to that equation the results may vary but they're not going to vary to the degree where it affects it, it changes the outcome to where we can't understand like we know if we play tenacious defense if we're all up in your grill, right? If we go at you for 32, 40 minutes, whatever it is, that the chances are we're going to come out on top. And we prove that over and over again. And then uh, a good, a good, good, good guy, good, good, a good friend of mine at the time, um, gets the uh, the and this is relationship currency, right? So me and this guy were like, we we both were looking at different college jobs, and we both said that if we got one, we're bringing the other one with. Right, totally different philosophies in basketball, uh, totally different mindsets and beliefs. Right, but we're doing it because we both see each other grinding, we both see each other pushing, and we're like, "Yo, the other one will bring the other one on." What happened right there is called relationship currency. It was our relationship. We never coached together. We actually coached against against each other. Right, and <clears throat> it was it it was built on the relationship we had relationship currency he knew me and i knew him right so then he gets the head coaching job at wesley which he earned he deserved right he put in time as an assistant there worked his way up in that system right and used relationship currency f- to get in the door which was huge you got to it's uh, i don't know if you know a lot about college sports and this will make sense in a minute but um you you need to you need to have some sort of hey right uh, like this is me, you, like you know me or remember me or this guy knows you, right? Like, and this is what I'm looking for, right? If you could do it, that'd be great, right? Et cetera, et cetera. It's, it's a hard industry to tap into if you don't know anybody, all right? Again, relationship currency. But there was a point there and this kind of, and this is where, this is where relationship currency can also be affected because relationship currency, after it starts playing out, there starts this unfortunate thing you start becoming where you expect the relationship currency, right? And uh, the the head coach, uh, listen, I'm big about, I'm big about showing appreciation, right? So we meet, I actually didn't accept the job at first. I did accept the job later. Um, the I, I like to try to stick things out till I deliver on what I say I'm going to deliver. And then I can bounce, right? Then I'm okay bouncing. All right. And that's pretty much, except for campus, because that was hard. Um, except for campus, that's what I've done everywhere I went, every other place, was I'll stick this out until I deliver what I say I'm going to deliver and go. And I was doing that at Indian River. And then uh, the AD there was real suspect. Uh, like, And the new principal was real suspect, both like real shitheads to me. And I didn't like the way they approached something. Um, so I went from turning down, I was going to turn down a college assistant job, which is crazy for a uh, high school varsity job. Right. And they just kept like this. They, I think it was, I think, you know, sometimes there's messages that you're missing and you need to get in order to make the right decision. And I was missing these messages that these guys were really just fucking dickheads. Right. 
And it's like, and I have no ill will towards them. Like, it's not like I'm like mad at them or anything. I'm not mad at them. They're just, they were just dickheads. They were just, the way they went about it was dickheady. They were just the type of personality. One time the principal said, before you give any player discipline, I want to be able to say yes to the discipline. And I said, cool. Before you give any of my players discipline, I would like to say, yes, you can. And he was like taken back, like, what? And I'm like, right. That's exactly what I felt like when you said that to me. I just didn't show it like you did. Right, and the AD was like trying to play both sides. He didn't want anyone happy. Right, he was a little Weasley guy. Right, looked like a, like a mole or something. No, <laughs> but um, it was just it was a bad it was a bad situation for me and sport for the way I ran a basketball team. And remember, if you follow the equation, it works. So if we can't follow the equation, I can't guarantee the result. So after they made it where I couldn't follow the equation, we do we couldn't do summer league like we were intending. We couldn't do different things we were intending on doing. And I knew I left them in a better place. We haven't had a losing year in three years. Didn't have a winning year before, uh, six years before I came there, right? So <clears throat> the I knew we were in a better place, and I knew you had some monsters coming in because I would work the middle schools like every coach did, but the coaches before me didn't do there for the last uh, handful of years. So I knew they were in better hands. So you know what? I went in. They made me re-interview for the job. Are you kidding me? You ever? Could you imagine being like, "Hey, you're the current manager. Yeah, I want you to re-interview for that position." What? <laughs> you want me to re-interview for a job I have, <clears throat> right? So when when that when that play was made, right, um, I was like, yeah, sure, right, and they idiots believe me, right. But really, what I did was type up a resignation letter, right, and it was it was nice, but it was direct, right. I thanked the principal that hired me, right, because he was awesome. Me and him saw eye to eye. We both believed in the same philosophy. We both knew what we wanted to do, how we wanted to do it. Right. <clears throat> and I, I thanked the players and I talked about our accomplishments in the classroom, on the court and off the court, which we had. And I said, I can I can surely say this is programs in a better place in just three years than it was previous decade before us. So and I thank the assistant coaches that did it and the players that did it. I didn't necessarily thank the AD or the new principal, but um, and I just said that now it's the best time for me to leave. Because the way I see it currently going, that I will be handcuffed being able to achieve the results we have, and I won't be able to increase them. And then that's a good time to leave. And uh, I left, and I went and asked uh, the head coach of Wesley at the time. I said, hey, uh, if that offer's still on the table, I'd love to take it. And he said, of course, let's meet up. And we met up, and the rest is history, right? Went to Wesley. And and there was times in, in that relationship where the relationship currency hit rails, but I said when we went, when I went, I wanted an NCAA appearance. I wanted to go to an NCAA. The last year I coached, we went to the NCAA. Again, stay till we deliver, right? But that's a big thing with relationships. You deliver what you're going to stay on. Here's the problem with relationships. This is where things go south. When you don't deliver on what you say. And that was the friction in Indian River. That was the friction at Wesley. It was things that were said that were not delivered on, right? And then when, and when that starts happening, it's like, hmm. All right, so... <clears throat> And if there's if those things are happening and ownership isn't taken from it, it's even worse. Because then you then you start thinking this isn't what I thought it was. And that's a problem in any relationship. Right? And why that makes sense to yesterday is because and this is why I stay calmer about this, because I realize it's a person trait, not a not a this is a business trait. We've been uh giving time to a couple people that uh, were trying to make moves and we were helping them and, and pushing them along the journey. And one of them, I could kind of tell 
uh, the last couple months. So I kind of backed off a little bit. And here's the problem when you do relationship currency because I love relationship currency. And I'm sorry this was so dread out in story mode. But here's the problem with relationship currency. There are going to be times you're going to get burnt. And here's the deal. When you get burnt, this is what it teaches us. When we get burnt, we don't touch the stove. All right? You touch the stove, you get burnt, you don't touch the stove again. Here's the problem. If you get burnt in a relationship and you don't do another relationship, it's going to be extremely hard to be able to get where you want to get to, have a safety net when, when you are there, right? Because I was explaining this to a client. So you want to raise the roof, right? Like, like Michael Jordan said. No. But uh, you want to raise the roof while also at the same time bringing up the floor. Because then I can't fall as far, but I can go higher. And it's walking that, it's walking that dance, walking that tight tightrope, right? Walking that line that's going to be able to get you to achieve, right? But so here's the deal. If I get burnt in a relationship and I don't do it again, I'm losing my floor, right? My relationships, listen, there's been numerous times in business and in life. I have sent a message out or an email out to my people and whatever I was facing, they came through, right? Listen, the, the coach Wesley, I bought a car for, bought him a car, right? Here, he, he gave me a shot. I wanted to show him. I wanted to show him. I appreciate him. Bought him a car. Uh, what was it? Two years later, um, he saw me and said, hey, this other coach has been here for like two months, but he shows up for the workouts. So he's going to be my head assistant, just so you know. And I wasn't even like, damn, you just skipped over me like that. But I was like, damn, like all the other coaches, like were they asked about this? And he's like, no, this is my decision. And I'm like, oh, all right. So for the guy that for when you talk about respecting people's, you know, position, priorities, lives, families, right? <clears throat> for for someone that would tell, "Hey, I can't make that because I got to care about this and these people because this is my gig." For not doing that, I was just like, "Hmm. All right." And I knew that affected our relationship, and I knew it was going to affect it forever. Right? And it has. It our relationship is not the same as it was the first year or two of of coaching. It's not, and I, I don't know if it'll ever be because the, the damage was hit and then uh, the, the st- no one ever talked about the damage, right? And, and, and here's the deal. But now if I'm let that affect every other relationship, then I'm, the burn is going so far that it's, it's making it where I can't do what we do. We build relationships. We do it. And, and <clears throat> I've had multiple people re- reach out to me about, the ability to build relationships that I do. Like it's some secret, like natural talent. And I'm like, no, these are all things that you can work on, right? Actively listening. I actively listen to the people that are speaking to me that are my people. I actively listen to them or even that are prospecting, right? I actively listen. Why? Because they're going to tell me what they think they want and they're going to they're gonna show me what they really want, right? Here's the deal. They're going to tell me what they think they want and they're going to show me what they really want. And then if I know that through my relationship currency, through the people I know, through the things I've been through and who I've been through it with, I know I could reach out and be like, yo, this might help you. Yo, this might help you. This might help. Listen, there's been numerous people that have given us five figures simply because they said something to me that they were trying to do. And I said, awesome. And I went without them telling me to. And I was like, let's say uh, one of the guys in our mastermind uh, wanted to be on more podcasts and really couldn't figure out how to get it and didn't want to pay an agency because they it's it's not necessarily podcasts that actually help. And it was more building uh, brand recognition. So I was like, all right, cool. So I just hit up the six people at first I thought of that had podcasts. And I was like, hey, I got this guy. He seems like a do- dope guest, uh, young dude, but killing it in the space. 
All right. And uh, maybe you should talk to him about being on your podcast. What happens? He gets like four podcast interviews from it. And I'm, I'm just connecting him with people. Then after that, he's like, yo, that was so dope. I was like, do you want some more? And he was like, I would love some more. I got him four more. And it wasn't. And what he said after that was, yo, how can I stay close to you? I said, what? He's like, I want to be close to you. I see how you fight for your people. I see the results you get your people. I want to be close to someone like that. What I did was I wasn't like, yo, let me sell this dude. I said, let me serve this dude. All right? Let me serve our people. And here's the deal. Some people you serve are not going to respond the way you were hoping. They're not going to care for you the way you cared. They're not going to give the way you gave. They're not. They're not going to do it. They're going to fall for bells and whistles, diamonds and lights, right? They're going to listen to some dude that tells them, oh, but I'll make you 15K in three months, right? I'll make you 15K a month in three months. I mean, is that possible? Sure. Uh, I mean, yeah, we've seen it done. We've done it. And we, um, yes, we've done more than that. But that's not the point. No one should ever tell you the number they're going to hit for you unless they're doing it for you. Because they don't know. I don't know. I know what we did. I know what I've helped other people do. That doesn't mean it'll happen for you. Are you going to take these steps? Do you know your market well enough? Do you know your who well enough? <clears throat> Are you going to talk to that person like that? Are you going to show them your what early, often, and always? All right. Are you going to walk the walk? Are you going to build those? Like, Are you going to do those things? Are you going to add up that? And are you going to do them consistently over and over and over again? We show up over and over and over again. Show up over and over and over again and care and give and serve knowing that you might get burnt for it. Because, yeah, we got burnt twice in the last couple bit. But but the burn won't stop me from doing what built us, what sets us apart, what makes us even better. Right? Because that has built one of the most amazing communities I've ever seen. That has brought together some of the best collaborations I've ever seen, some of the best partnerships I've ever seen, some of the best friendships I've ever seen. That's what it's done. So I'm going to sit here and cry because I've been burnt doing it? No, I'm going to sit here and look at what it's done. And the people that burn me are not going to affect me. And if you're dealing with relationships, you've got to be ready to be burnt and say, cool, I'm still going to go on because that's not going to stop me. That's not going to stop me. So relationship currency is the best. But when you do that, understand there's going to be times you're going to be burnt. People aren't going to do what you think they should or expect. They're not going to return the favor. They're not going to. It's natural. It's human nature to reciprocate. Right. That doesn't mean everyone has that gene. That doesn't mean everyone has that feeling where it's natural to reciprocate. Get it? So be willing to build those relationships. Be willing to be burnt and be willing to come back again. And again, and again, and again. Because by doing that, you're going to build up better than a stack. It's better than a gold mine. And that's going to be able to set your business apart and keep it when others won't be able to because they were doing the wrong thing. They were screwing people over. They weren't having their back. Right? Remember that. Shit has a way of working out. All right, peace, love, and happiness. That'll do it for another show, another episode of Unleash Your Hustle podcast brought to you by Unleash You Now and hosted by yours truly, Michael Faber. Until next time, we out, we out, we out. Thank you so much for listening to the Unleash Your Hustle podcast with Michael Faber brought to you by Unleash You Now, where we want to show the world your greatness.